Welcome to Full Circle, a vortex of self-love, intimacy, leadership, business, and all things in between. It's a resource for those who wants to create magic and abundance and be activated by incredible leaders, artists, and life stories. It's a place for those who believe in the power of vulnerability, authentic relating, and those who are ready to go all deep and dirty. Get comfortable as we go down the rabbit hole with me, your host Lika, and my incredible guests. Hello, my loves. Today, you are served with one of the most incredible and impactful episodes we had on this podcast with my dear friend Shahad. Her story from extreme oppression in Syria to full liberation today in Mexico to embodying her medicine woman when you know her backstory is just mind-blowing. This is one of the most really touching and inspiring, empowering and emotional story I've heard. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed receiving her on the podcast. It's quite a long episode, I'm not gonna lie. Also, my episodes are not edited, so you will have the full experience as if you were on the Zoom call with Shahad and I sharing her story. So if you hear a little, you know, the quality is very good, but if you hear a little stuff going on, it's because it's not edited. It's raw, it's authentic, it's real, just like her story. So I didn't want to edit any part of this. I want to give you the full immersive experience. Enjoy your episode. Welcome back to a new episode of Full Circle. Today, I am with a very, very special guest, one of the most beautiful, inspiring human people, person, friend, medicine woman that I know, Shahad. And I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, babe. Welcome. Oh my God. Thank you for that introduction. I got chills. <laughs> Thank you, Lika. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And I love talking to you. It's like the best part of my days when I when I talk to you and I send you messages and I hear your messages, like the highlight of my day. So I literally you. already have a big smile on my face. I'm so excited for this episode because I know how good of a storyteller you are and how inspiring everything you share. It can be like the smallest story of like you sitting by a cactus and I'm like oh my god tell me more because it's just fascinating and yeah you, you're just a, a very inspiring person I used to introduce people and what they do and who they are and stuff but for today I would love to start and ask you what's alive for you right now yeah, it's funny you introduced me as a medicine woman and I'm like, I I am just starting my journey actually with the medicines and um, what's alive for me like lately has been just this healing, this, this journey of like connecting with the universe, with the plants and and I shared with you that I had my, I had visions of myself being a medicine woman and like I know I'm kind of uh, working through some stuff right now. And um, in my vision, I was like, I know what to do and I am ready for for this this like other journey with the medicine. So 
Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of right now it's been, my journey has been um, all about release and letting go and surrendering and softening. Um, yeah, I've le recently left a career, you know, in solar energy, um, very like corporate kind of uh, um, lifestyle that I left behind. And I've been just pursuing this like flow of energy that just keeps taking me on a ride. <laughs> Just keep telling me to let go and let and and release and um i think that in i am i am definitely going on this road to become a healer some sort of a healer to find my medicine and i've seen it like over and over and i i am being kind of guided to also be patient with my process and like take it slow and take it easy and and yeah, I was just I was just telling you before we start recording that I literally have been awakened today by like anger. I've been accessing this this anger, um, repressed anger inside me that is very interesting as I'm going through this process. And at five a.m., I was like, "It's time." <laughs> um, yeah. I love that because I think you also mentioned in your messages a few days ago about anger and you said something that I found so interesting. You said, oh, you know, I was like, oh, I don't really know what anger is. And I know I had the exact same feeling. I remember listening to this woman. She had an amazing, inspiring podcast. She was a Tantra teacher and she was 40 years old, so older than I am. And I was like, everything she shared, I was like, oh. I resonate with everything she shared, except for the anger, because she was sharing <laughs> how, you know, when she started her tantric journey, some of her guides or, you know, teacher, he was talking that he, she had a lot of repressed anger. And she was like, no, like, I, I don't know what's, what anger really feels like in my body. And And then she was like, oh, but then I found it. And, and I was like, no, 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 I resonate on every other level, but not this one. I'm pretty sure that I don't have any repressed anger. I, it's just not who I am. And, and then I also found it <laughs> within myself. And I remember it just felt super weird to connect with that energy um, for you know, when I say repressed, it was deeply repressed. And I realized that it's years of being the good girl and growing up in the family mm -hmm. where anger is scary. And you mentioned that too. So I really mm -hmm. want you to expand on that as well, because I think it's mm -hmm. so common. It's so common. I hear it from so many people all day that we think that, yeah, we don't really know what anger feels like. And we think, I mean, at least my experience, I used to think that anger was just screaming and being, you know, like, yeah, that was expressing like that. And one day mm -hmm. I had an anger release with one of my mentor and I was crying of anger. It was a different ugly cry, not the sadness mm -hmm. cry, not the happiness tears. It was like the anger cry. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that can feel like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I just remember feeling 
super intimidated with that feeling because I was not able to tap into it. What is your story with anger? What is your relationship to anger? Yeah, let me tell you because this is also very new to me. It's so funny because, um, you know, like in, 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 I just also like um, ended a relationship like recently, like a few months ago. And, and um, in, in that relationship, I felt like always like, when anger comes up, I'm just sad. Like I don't react in anger. Like if my partner is angry, I just like I I hide or I'm like sad. I go I go into sadness and and you know um I when I think about anger before like I think um oh I'm never angry you know I'm very chill I'm very cool I'm very like I'm very like like smart when it comes to anger. It's like mm -hmm. I always like when it comes to conflict, I'm always like trying to kind of like find a way to um, calm things down, you know. And I, I I think back and I'm like, well, I grew up with a very scary father. I grew up in that like it, it's kind of, it was like a it was a hard childhood. Like it was it was scary anger. Like if if someone is angry, it's like it's physical abuse it's like being locked it's being you know hit it's being I don't know there was I, I can't even like it's it's being threatened to die like a lot of the times I I would like be afraid that I would I would be killed actually like by a member of my family and um so anger it was never something that I could express it was always something that I have to hide from and um, I have been, you know, like I have been on this journey for the last few months, like since August, basically on this journey of like, okay, I need to heal. And I, um, and I have released a lot of a lot of fear in the last few months. Actually, I found that a lot of fear has been released out of me. And now I've been out of this like medicine um, community for the last month or so. And and I'm integrating and I find I'm finding it so much now I'm, I'm so much more open to in in my in my, my journey and I'm able to access like actually a lot of the things that I was only able to access on medicine before now I feel like I can just meditate and I can feel that same connection the same guidance coming to me from the wind from the plants like it's so incredible to me Lika like I I was so afraid that I'm gonna feel alone like because I always felt the need to have someone to kind of hold space for my emotions like I couldn't stay alone with my thoughts for a lot of my life and so recently I'm I so my whole reason actually for starting this healing journey was about a year and a half ago I, I started feeling this ugly pain in my shoulder in my right shoulder and and I thought it was like work. I thought it was my work. I thought it was uh, every time I thought it was something else where I was living or blah, blah, blah. My relationship, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I just kept like letting go of things to see if it's going to help. Like uh, not to just to see, obviously, like it was all coming together. What I, I needed to kind of start this journey to 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 heal myself before I can be a real hero, healer now that I'm I'm. I'm really um, looking back at it. But so this pain in my shoulder, like for about a year before I started, like for about a year since it started, I went to all kinds of practitioners, doctors, like 
did MRI, CAT scans, like, what is this pain? Like, I can't even walk some days if I, especially if I push it, like if I do these things I don't want to do, like if I kept working, if I, if I was in a place I didn't want to be, like it was so, so interest, intense, like that I, I couldn't even walk sometimes. And now, um, and, and so I, I for, for a long time, I spent thousands of dollars on like chiropractors, physio, like acupuncture. I did like flow tanks. I did uh, hypnotherapy, which was actually really good. But um, what else? I did so many things. Anything you can think of, like I did it. And, and no doctor could give me any any reason for this pain. And I'm young and I do yoga and I'm fit and I'm healthy, like. I should not not be able to walk because of a pain in my shoulder that I don't even know, like massages, like nothing helps, you know. And while I'm on this like journey, after doing all this physical kind of trying to do a physical treatment, I was like, okay, this is something deeper. Like this is um, this is not just physical. And and so I started doing like hypnotherapy and then I went on this plan medicine journey for the last few months and while I'm doing this a lot of things came out and the pain in my shoulder as I'm doing these plant medicine treatments um it moved like it was moving in my shoulders but it was still there and it was still coming and going and definitely like so many uh, days where I'm like enjoying my my day or having a really good day or after like a big release like I would feel so much less pain um, but it was to come back sometimes, you know, and um, only until this last week, I was meditating and I was thinking about relationship. I was thinking about a lot of things and I was like, just started like, just wanted to curse. Like I was meditating in the middle of this calm, relaxing meditation. I just wanted to hit my bed and I was just like cursing, like all kinds of Arabic curses because <laughs> This is what comes like more naturally, and uh, um, and it, it just like um, I don't know. It it was just so intense this anger, and um, I was like, okay, I have repressed anger, and I was reading actually this book by this doctor. I don't know his first name, Sarno, and it's talking about healing back pain, and he was talking about how a lot of the back pain that people feel is basically repressed anger and he's like kind of talking showing up a case study after one one after another and now I was like thinking no I don't think I have repressed anger when I first heard it I don't get angry you know like I'm just peaceful like I'm cool like I'm chill like I don't know like if I get like if I feel anger I'll just like I'll just like go away like I'll calm myself whatever and while I'm doing this meditation, I'm like, oh, fuck, there it is. <laughs> there is anger. And, and, you know, the next day I was talking to this lady that she's been like a very, she's a, she's a, a therapist. And, and um, I don't know exactly her titles, but she's been such a powerful um, healing presence in my life. And I was like, I'm finding that I have repressed anger. And I think it's not just towards my last relationship it's like towards all the masculine in my life it's towards my father it's like it's old it's it's very deeply buried like you said 
Mm-hmm. How can I release it without calling, <laughs> calling my ex, calling or calling my father, calling all my exes and being like, you know, like just yelling and 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 that I feel like that would probably even make me more angry, you know, when because <laughs> of the responses I would probably get. Um, and she was like, "Yes, anger is very powerful, and you are like, it's good that you are naming this, and it is probably like." anger that has been repressed for years and years and um uh, she gave me one method of like twisting clothes until i twisting fabric until like your body starts shaking and Mm. or and she said to like root it in the ground and kind of like release it through power through breathing and power like powering through the earth and like naming it out loud like this is the energy of anger and I was like okay this is a good tool like I'm gonna use it when it comes back to me and I spent the last two nights uh, celebrating the full moon and I was dancing and I was happy and I was like okay I'm just gonna follow the flow of energy um if this is um is it is my voice okay can you hear like yeah yeah perfectly (laughs) perfect and um and yeah so I've been spending the last two days just like enjoying the the full moon I was in the, in ecstatic dance last night and the night before I was in a singing circle and it was just so beautiful and and, and today I woke up at 5 a.m and I was like what the hell why am I up right now like I need more sleep like I don't I never really wake up that early like my perfect time for waking up is like usually after eight like you know eight to nine is is kind of when it's not I'm naturally waking up Mm -hmm. and I just was like started getting angry and I was like oh no is it time (laughs) oh no it's that time again (laughs) like this this intuition like this really strong intuition only was cut like I've only ever before experienced it on the medicine on like being with the abuelita with the ayahuasca like that the, where it just comes to me where she's like here I'm here and there is this there is this this thing in your body are you ready for it and like she helps me through it and now I just I've I've just I'm so like and I have been like so raw and so open and I've like quit all kinds of substances. I've been numbing, numbing my energy down. And, and today I was like, oh no, is it time to do it? And I was like, I don't want to do it. I just want to go out to sleep. But I was like, yeah, you know what? I've been here before, especially the last few months on the medicine where I know I have to work through something and it's going to be hard work. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> okay and I I just I went outside I took a piece of a jacket with me I was just wearing my slippers I went up to the top of of a mountain next to me and I was just sitting like a goblin like an angry goblin you know like (laughs) cursing and twisting this little fabric and being like this is my anger this is my anger and I just start crying you know and I like I let out some some small like Oh, like noises like while I'm doing it and uh it did not all come out like I know there is um it's gonna happen slow because I feel like um there's a lot that I'm gonna probably uncover because um I think that it's not just also just it's not just my life I feel like I'm I have a lot of um anger that's been passed on to me you know like uh, 
especially by my father and his family and um even the repressed anger of the feminine in my family that's that's uh, really uh, like uh, ha- like uh, tolerated a lot of abuse i think that they never like been angry so it's just something that i feel like it, i have to take it easy so i was just very kind and very patient with myself and so it came out a little bit and i felt so much better after and um like yeah i was just up on this mountain i watched the sunrise for the first time in a long long time like i never wake up that early and i was just like and the and the moon the full moon was still like showing and i was like wow like i'm really like i'm really going with this flow of, of energy and and the release is is incredible and i was like so grateful for myself for being like i came back and and, you know, I drew two tarot cards, which I have been doing the last few days. And uh, one of them was death again uh, that I had like in like this is my second death card in this week. And it was it's all about like letting things die and, and letting things come to life. And so it's like a big um, a big sign for me that I'm just all I have to do is, like is to let this like follow this energy like i don't even have to do anything anymore like right now the things that are changing in my life it's like i have realized that i've done all the work that i can do right now and everything else is gonna come to me and it's time and i'm just gonna be like okay yes i accept it and it's just it's just happening and i'm just kind of being patient and and yeah like the anger it's so so interesting so so intense yeah but it was beautiful also to give some context with that theme of death because I you know what I've seen in you is that constant process of death and rebirth it's almost like your life did a 360 but like a billion times (laughs) like already (laughs) from the last few months but also like you know, in your life in general, like you, you kept on shifting energy and moving. And so I would love for you to give a little context with also, you, you mentioned a lot of your father and the abuse. And can you give a little context of your background, where you grew up? How was your childhood? When, you know, did you move where you are right now? Because I know that, but I want also the people listening to know a bit more of that part of the story, too. Yeah, you have like five minutes and like, a, sorry, five hours and uh, <laughs> and a lot of tissues. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let me see. Um, well, I'm from Syria. Um, I grew up in Syria. Um, and yeah, my my family, although they are not like a lot of the Syrian families, they were uh, very like... Um, very strict, very religious, like um, especially my on my father's side, very um, extreme, I would say, intensely extreme, actually. And um, just to give context, it's like not this is not really the norm in Syria. Like it's not that religious normally where I'm from. But my family, my bubble was just very intense in, in that um, in that area, and so. Um, I grew up like I was basically forced to be covered like completely since I was 12 until I was 18. Well, until I kind of 
well, let me get there. So since I was 12, I'm, I'm forced to cover. And, and yeah, like, I don't want to get too much into my childhood, but it was rough. Like, the, like yeah, physical abuse, like, to children is really encouraged in my family. It's like um, beating with, with um, all kinds of things, burning even, like, um, you know, I... <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to really say about it but it was just like I always had bruises I always like um I was always expecting to be hit for whatever stupid reason that mm-hmm. it was normal and as a girl like in that in that community in that kind of mindset I wasn't allowed to um obviously show my hair show my body like to anybody yeah I wasn't allowed to talk to boys I wasn't allowed to even like really talk to even my 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 father would get really angry if I like talk and play with my cousins you know um I wasn't allowed to go outside I wasn't allowed to hang out with really friends outside home like very very rarely that I would be allowed to go to a friend's house inside if she doesn't have brothers if um if you know the family is there if the mom is there like very rarely in my childhood that that would happen um I would say it's less than you could probably count it on on your fingers you know and um so I grew up like that very very repressed like and I I was um in Islamic school even since I was grade seven um where it was even really terrible like the 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 women there that they were like nuns but like I don't know what you call them in English but they were like very intensely like they would wear one color of the cover of on their head it would have to be like blue or white and or black and you know if they see like uh if they see you and your friend like holding hands they would be like what the fuck like they would like they could either beat you up like in schools where normally like um you're not allowed to really love on your friends like even though we were all girls like um yeah a very strict dress code even at school like um yeah so that's kind of how I grew up it was just like you are in the kitchen you are gonna wait until you're married um and then yeah or else (laughs) or else you 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 know like I always had this this fear of just being imprisoned and actually today I was thinking that I have probably been imprisoned like in a previous life in a different way but Mm -hmm. and in this life I, I just know um Anyway, I, yeah, so when, fast forward to, um, the war started when I was in Syria, when I was 16, and um, my family had to move to where my mother's family lived in the, in the UAE, in the United Arab Emirates, and um, my mom's family is, like, they're less, like, they're not as extreme, but they're also very religious, and, and um, but they're, like, they they had always more love between each other in my in my mind um they had like they were nicer too like my 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 dad's family they never really say anything nice to each other like not even you know that like, i i am pretty sure my dad has been beaten up with like hammer and and stuff like that like uh very rough and so on my mom's side it was a little softer it was like my grandfather was very always very nice always bringing us gift always like hugging kissing like that's where i kind of got a little more of a family kind of feeling and so we had to move to the UAE and um, 
I was very like traumatized by the whole war thing like you know I already like this repressed teenager I didn't understand what was hope happening and in my teenage years I was actually very like committed to the faith like I was religious I was praying five times a day I am I'm the person I that like if I believe something that's that's it's always been like I'm gonna I'm gonna be that way I'm not gonna be the person that's like picking at what I want from something it's like if I if I, I had this mindset that if I'm gonna believe something like that like if this is my faith then I'm gonna follow them I'm gonna pray then I'm gonna be this way and I didn't even talk to boys like all my teenagers I you know a lot of the girls around me they would do it in secret or something you know I, I didn't really do that very much like I don't know like very rarely that you know I would slip in something but um, I was very committed and I always would pray like to God to kind of show me the way and and uh and I still do now, but in a different way. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I was. We moved. We had to move, and I was like in that in that teenage like committed um kind of mindset. And I was like, oh my god, no! I want to stay in Syria, and I want to witness history. I thought my country was gonna change for the better. I was just like I had this rebellion in my mind, and I thought it was directed like at government. And I mean, our government was very corrupt and. A lot of the anger issues my dad had was also like coming from corruption and and like just how 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 hard it was to live in Syria and um for him and his family especially because uh, the the Syrian government did not like religious the the very Muslim like um, extremist people they they kicked him out before and there's a whole political uh, trauma there that as well that I I don't. I don't have so much information, but I know that they've always had these issues with the government and um, they've been kicked out of Syria, like in his family, like before. And so <laughs> coming back to me, um, I was like, I want to be in Syria. I want to um, be in the revolution. You know, I want to fight. And I was just like so sad to leave and we thought we were just gonna leave like for a short time and I, that was the last time I've ever seen Syria you know um that was 2011 and so this war really scattered us and we were living with my mom's family and my father was like traveling and trying to work and I have five younger siblings and um it was just really hard you know and um so like I I think that the war and all of this happening, all of this chaos is really like I've always kind of questioned everything around me. I've always been like I don't understand what the people are doing, and I always try to convince myself that okay, if I'm believing this religion, I gotta do it. But I always just was like I don't know, like I'm doing it, God, but it just doesn't feel right. Like what is going on? And I remember like writing in my diaries like I can't be honest I can't I can't be truth like I I would hear people doing things talking things and like how they're living their life and I'm like I can't I can't really um relate you know like what is going on why are all the adults doing all these things that I I just don't understand and by the time I was graduating high school I I was just like this is not my life, like, for sure. I was, like, 
you know, like I was really into reading a lot of books. I was reading a lot of philosophical books, watching debates on YouTube. Like, you know, there was, I don't know if you ever heard like of like Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens. Like I was just introduced to all these people like Charles, what is his name? Um, Dawkins, I think. Um, Just a lot of atheist people. (laughs) um that I was at first I was like kind of watching so that I could have a better idea to kind of convince myself in my faith and slowly I was just like whoa I don't believe this and I was just like I remember I was just like thinking I can't I can't be truthful like I have to hide myself I I was very scared and I was like crying praying and, um, you know, it was by the time I was graduating high school, it was very hard to, to, to very expensive to study like near Dubai, near the, in the UAE, like to study university. And I was always like, I was always like a good girl, like, you know, like just very calm. Like I was the oldest uh, on, of six children. I was calm. I was supposed to be the role model. You know, I, everybody would always tell me that I'm smart, that I'm uh that I should be like uh my dad didn't want me to study anything other than Islam or he said history <laughs> which mm-hmm. was interesting but I was I had to really fight to study any kind of science thing as I liked math I liked science and so the for some reason like my dad had family in Istanbul and um yeah like he he, after I finished high school, he wanted me to um, marry his cousin. <laughs> and we were in Istanbul. I, was, I really wanted to study there. And um, he, um, his only condition, his condition was like, okay, because of the war, like, because he couldn't pay because of things were easier in Turkey. Like he wanted to move to Turkey anyway. There was a lot of Syrians there. Like there was more opportunities and, and he was like, you if you can go to university only if you marry this guy, like, um, or no, you cannot. And um, I was almost like, I was basically engaged to this, my dad's uncle's son. And um, I was kind of just like in a numb state, like where I was just like, I need to make a plan. I, I'm not going to do this, but like, I was just like planning. And, you know, um slowly that kind of the engagement just kind of broke off because my dad and his uncle had to like kind of almost like dis- disagreed over how much to pay for my dowry and the difference was like I don't know maybe less than $500 you know like that they just didn't agree on and I had no say in it what's what whatsoever but it broke off and and I, and I, at that point I had signed up in school and I was like begging like please let me stay here and and my dad was like, okay, but I'm coming back. I'm, he's going to live there. He's going to come back and live there. So he let me stay. And for the first time ever in my life, I was in a city by myself. I was living in a schoolgirl's dorm. And um, and I was like having faced with this like reality of who am I without all the expectations who am I without people telling me how to wear what to dress what to wear what how to laugh how to walk like that was always like always there you shouldn't wear this you shouldn't be this you shouldn't like laugh like this you shouldn't talk like this you can't raise your voice like so much like I was like wow 
And slowly I realized I did not want to cover myself, my hair anymore. And and for the for for the first year, so I I spent a year in school there and I, I visited my, my family once during that, that time and they had moved to Turkey actually by 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 like in a few months, but they weren't in, in the same city. They moved to, my my father got a job in a different city. So I went and visited them and I was pretending to be the same person and I had covered and stuff. And um yeah, like by the end of that year, my mom had found out from a, from a source of like I told my cousin and he told her that I was not covering anymore. And at that time, I hasn't I have been like slowly questioning all my beliefs in my life in life and in my religion and all of it. And um, and so my mom found out and and she told my father like my mom. You know, I, I love her, but she 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 couldn't she she's also I feel like she was also afraid of what what to do. Like all we're all afraid of my father, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for her to find that out and not know what to do. Like it was just super hard. And um they kind of like tricked me. Um they invited me uh to visit them and I was supposed to come back to finish my school and uh, as soon as I got there um, my passport and my ID and all my money everything was like taken away put in put in a in a in a safe and um, my father like he felt when he found out he was just like I don't know how to explain to you but the anger in him he was like my mom had basically made him swear or something to God, to everything that he believes that he's not going to touch me because she knew. Mm. But that was that was uh, very risky because he, of course, it doesn't matter. Of course, it's not about religion. Of course, it's not about any religion. It's about the person. So no matter how much he is like being sworn on to his faith or God or whatever, the Quran that he believed in, it didn't matter that the anger inside him was much worse. And in his mind, he couldn't comprehend how a woman can make decisions by herself. He couldn't, he could not comprehend how his own daughter could have been a traitor. (laughs) Like it's so ingrained in him, like that, 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 that's the only way that, um, and um, then the the imprisonment started, and so I was um, I didn't have access to any of my things. Like he would come into my room, like beat me up. He tried to kill me. Like he, um, my mom really like had to stop him from killing me like several times. Like he almost um, pushed me out the window the one time that I clearly remember. And it, he would come into my room and like say all these verses from the Quran and then say how he's like he's um he would he's my guardian and that he um would go to heaven if he killed me because um like it would like it would be like an honor killing basically you know like this is his honor so this is what god is 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 demanding of him so he would come in and like he would try and he would just like it's just very angry very sad actually like now that I think about it and I was in this you know I was like 18 at the time and I was trying in all ways to to be reasonable and talk talk reason and say like what is it what is like if you're really afraid of God then like what's inside me is more important like to God you know like if I don't believe this thing but I'm just doing it for you 
then that still won't count for God. You know, like I was trying so much to use reason mm -hmm. in a godly way, you know, as much as I could. And of course, it doesn't work because there's no reason in it. There's no religion. In it. It's not faith. It's just, I don't know what it was. Like it's some, it's some deep trauma there. And um, I think there's some deeply sexual trauma in, in his life as well that, that um, because everything is just so sexualized in him. Like if I show my hair, it's because I'm a whore, you know, because I, did I let someone touch me? Did I let some, like I remember uh, being like, going to school like for the first time ever like I was six years old and he brought me in my and my sister into the bathroom at home I don't know why I remember this like moment very clearly and he was telling us like me and my sister is two years younger than me so like I don't know I was seven or something and she was like far and he was like if someone in school comes and tells you to put a pencil inside you you have to scream you have to scream and And I remember just that moment. And I remember my mom looking at him like, what are you talking about? They're so young. Like, and he's just like, they have to know, they have to know. And so I, I don't know what it was that that's, has haunted him like for all his life. There's like demons that live inside him. And um, so, yes, I was like in this imprisonment. Like my mom, eventually she was able to transfer me to her family's house. She told her, she convinced him to like, let me stay with my grandparents for a little bit. It's still in prison, still my, my, my passport and ID and everything that I had. Even I had a job that I like, they didn't let me go back to like in Istanbul. And um, I, it was, um, she sent me to, back to my mom's, to my mom's family in the UAE. And he was still visiting there for like eight months. I was there and. Um, I, you know, my grandparents were a little softer, like there was less kind of physical abuse, but more like, just more like uh, psychological, like my grandma would come in and cry and be like, ah, oh, what would you, what, what are you doing to yourself? You know, people would like shake me and tell me to wake up like that. I'm sick, that I have to come back to God. Like it was a lot of that. Um, and I was just very suicidal like I was just I feel like I was I don't remember like a lot of that area I remember just walking in my room like shaking like what do I do what do I do you know like I don't know I remember this this line I read in a book um it's called Ishmael and it's talking about when you see like a lion a big lion in a, in a, in a small cage like in the zoo and you see them like going around And this like book is about this monkey telling a story to this human, and the monkey's like the lion is just going like why 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 like he's just going round and round, and he's just in the moment, and I don't know that's kind of how I was like just in my room like shaking like constantly like like should I kill myself like should I kill myself should I kill myself what should I do like and. Yeah, that was like months of that and nightmares. And, you know, my father would come visit and I was just like, it would just kind of, all of it would come back and more physical abuse, like more um, just bullshit, you know, like very, very hard, just very traumatic time. And I don't even really know how I, I was able to kind of not kill myself through it because um, 
that was just my constant thing. I was just kept imagining myself like just having a gun and shooting myself or like having a knife and just and I think the one thing that kept me going was like kind of this hope of like there's a better life for me. And I don't I just had to like go through this because I had a glimpse of my, my life in Turkey, my life in Istanbul, like when I was left alone. Like I had a glimpse of like what can I be? What can I do? You know, and um and you know in that year especially i had like a big a big extreme reaction to my upbringing so i was like kind of let loose and i was like just i wanted to party i wanted to have sex i wanted to date you know i was just like i want to do everything you know that i wasn't never allowed to do and it was it was not like um you know it wasn't like also me it was like this intense like reaction on the other spectrum mm. and I was 18 obviously and um so yeah like I think that was like eight months or more a little bit more minus uh plus or minus like a few weeks of just being there and um eventually I was like I called my father I don't know how I came up with this plan I called my father and he was like, because of the war again, he was like working somewhere in Turkey in a different city. And I was like, dad, like, I'm ready to come back to God. Like, I'll wear whatever you want. I will marry whoever you want. Just let me come to you. I want to talk to you. I want to come back. I want to be your daughter. And then they booked me a flight to where he was and all all the flights to turkey if you go into any city you kind of have a layover in in istanbul so i got my passport in my hand i had like maybe like i don't know what it would be worth right now like 300 dollars maybe saved like someone gave it to me and 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 some women in the family actually my mom's cousins like they gave me some money i feel like they knew and mm like something i don't know there was just some like so like maybe i had one month's worth of rent or something so i but i at that time by the time that i got to this point lika i was like i would rather die than be here and i had made that decision consciously and unconsciously that I would that I that I would rather die so might as well try because I was like I would rather end up in the street I would rather have a, a whole different experience in life than like to, to to be imprisoned and to be married off to someone which was also being constantly threatened like which was even worse to me than like being locked you know it's just like I would have to marry some asshole and have their children and be raped constantly like I knew it like I just knew it in my heart that's what was gonna happen mm-hmm. and oh tears in my eyes me too but I, it's funny because like I I actually like you used to really be embarrassed to share my story like and and because of like all of this like my family like it brought me so much shame to kind of, especially like going out in the world and meeting people with cool ideas with like freedom with like with like love and I would just feel so ashamed of all the hate and and, and and anger that I came from and you know 
being where I'm from, who's my father. Like, and he, it was it was my father's shame. Like he had so much shame that he just projected, especially on the female in his life and um, the feminine. You know, like there is so much shame there, and it's so intense when I think about it. And I, and so I, so I they booked me this flight to see him, and I had a layover in Istanbul. And I took the first flight, and I it was the first time that I ever throw up in a like I already like um I never like had this much nausea, and my body was just telling me like you cannot you cannot jump you cannot go on this other flight like you cannot do that, and I had no idea where to go, and I I just got off this plane and I just disappeared, and I know that my they waited for me for like I knew later that they waited for me for like two hours and in the airport and my father was just oh I was so worried that he's gonna go and fucking explode himself you know like in something because he had this like you know ISIS like he he's 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 got the same mentality like this is this is where yeah I don't know um and um, I got to Istanbul and, and then I started the whole different journey of like being kind of this naive girl in Turkey again, like didn't have money, didn't have the language even like um, I was just meeting also all kinds of people that were, um, you know, not great and just going through surviving and then like almost being raped, almost kind of like really um I was like, you know, this cute girl in in from Syria, from a country of war, that I had no family, I had no one. Like even I, whenever I would try to find work, like the boss would like fucking. Uh, I had this boss who was just like telling me to. He was just taking me to his places, like like as his as his assistants, quote unquote, like. It was just so uncomfortable, so weird. And I had to like really get myself out of a lot of situations over and over again, like tell myself that I have to be careful that I would rather die again and again and again. And um, yeah, like I was at first I was staying with this with this couple that I was teaching English to for 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 rent and and that was really bad. And the man was really bad. I kept finding men in my life that were like, kind of like they wanted to rape me or kill me like I don't know what was going on but it was just like and then I and then I met someone that was 10 years older than me that was like safe that I eventually got married to but then I I think it was just like I was 18 and he was like almost 30 and um he kind of also took advantage of the fact that I was so vulnerable and he gave me like some safety and he was helping me and gave me a place to sleep and and then I married him because I was like, uh, he he actually suggested to me to to be married. So then my dad was stopped following me because he was still trying to chase me. And and that like honestly, that marriage was like um like at least a, a space for me to park for like a couple of years. I was like, okay, um, I you know this guy wasn't religious. He wasn't like my father, like. You know, in a lot of ways, it wasn't, it was very bad relationship. Like, it was just bad. Like, it was a parent-child uh, relationship as well. But it was like, 
at least it was better than where I was. And, and it gave me some time to kind of like think. And I, then I found work and then I started working and I was able to like kind of get up, you know, on my feet and, and be alive again. And, and then, yes. And then um, I spent five years in Istanbul and then, um, and then I moved to Canada. And once I moved to Canada, I was like, I can't, this relationship was really not good for me. And, it was again like I was finding myself with this man of like that things they know better than me, you know, mm-hmm. that things that they, they have all the answers. And so this guy was like managing my finances like he was, um, I don't know, you know, it was it was just a toxic relationship. And obviously I had to go through several of these to really learn what, what who I am eventually. And Canada, um, yeah, I got a divorce, you know, I was. I was I, I was able to go to school like I was working you know I got a lot of help along the way there was like so many people along the years that were like a hand and then now that I see it it was just always like there for me but it was I was um I was really struggling to like process my life I was just like surviving you know and and until now like I've been in Canada as well for another five years and now I'm like out of another relationship I'm like uh, I I'm like actually my last relationship was really good like it was very healing for me like um it had to like end like, it, it was just like kind of we're on different paths right now but it was it was very good like in the ways that I I, I really did feel love and I I I was able to give my love to a person for the first time and not just like be like, okay, you're safe enough that I can be around you, you know? Mm. Um, so, but it was just like, got me closer to myself. And now that it's like, okay, now that I know that, 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 uh, that it's, it's not, it's not kind of as healing is not as good for me anymore. Like it, I ha- it's time to move on. And I was able to do it much more smoothly, much more less dramatically, you know, it was a very, um, much, much lighter kind of a, kind of an end to a relationship, very like, um, good terms, you know, very, very beautiful actually. Um, and, but still like, there's just like, I, I have been surviving, you know, for, for the last, for, for all my life, I've been surviving. I've been living in fear. I've been being afraid of anger, being afraid of someone uh, outside of me. And, and yeah, fast forward to this pain in my shoulder <laughs> that's made me kind of also like, okay, I can't, I haven't gone through all of this to be like working in this job that I, I found really boring and um, being in a like uh, in a place where I, in my life that I just uh, it was just not like this is not what I I want I ran away for this is it wasn't what I um, went through all of this for you know it was just like I need I need to really really dig deep now into myself and and um, step into the power that now I realize that I've just been numbing all this time with like cigarettes and weed and and then like some alcohol like anything really like party you know like I don't know just been um now it's like uh, I'm waking up and I'm not surviving anymore now I'm like happy I'm like I am able to feel the love I felt the love for another person but now I'm like oh time for me to to direct this love towards myself so (laughs) that's my story you know very really actually very short <laughs> in, in a 
short summary. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing it. It's like the most inspiring story ever. And I love that you shared, you know, that you felt the shame of your story. And I think you're just the embodiment of what true liberations means, means because in the beginning, and that, that's why I wanted to bring up your background, because in the beginning, you're talking about how you went to that mountain and you were dancing for the full moon and you were screaming like a goblin and you know from an outside perspective it looks like oh my god this person is just so free like she's just so free to be herself and then with the contrast of your background where you come from the amount of repression of just everything about yourself like to the point of covering your body not being able to make any choice for yourself having to run away like then you you know dancing for the full moon or laying naked next to your cactus or being like a goblin um, you know processing your anger on the mountain like that is a different yeah. flavor you know Oh my God, Lika, it's like, I, I just feel like I'm in a different universe, you know, like my life, like my whole universe has changed like over and over again. And, and now it's like, wow, this is like, this is me. And I, oh my God, you know, also like what happened like a few days ago, I, I went like actually, um, the, the day the night before yesterday I was like after this 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 full moon singing circle that I was on and I felt so free and actually for the first time ever I felt like I like my voice when I'm singing because mm. I, like like I said I've been always so ashamed of sharing my story and in the last little bit like I have been really wanting to share I've been wanting to share more on social media I've been wanting to talk to people I've been wanting to tell my story and you know like wow you asked me to be on your podcast what a coincidence you know like to tell to tell this story but I feel like my voice is being activated mm -hmm. and I am able to like really find my truth and after this uh, full moon ceremony I went to the, the, the ocean I was like I need to go surrender to the ocean right now uh, under the full moon And I went and there was nobody and I took off all my clothes. And I was, I had this, uh, this girl with me. She was a, as a friend. I recently met this really cool Dutch girl. And I was like, look, I need to go do this. And she just sat and she watched me. And I was just like, took off my clothes and went to the ocean, like five minutes. Okay. I was just laying. And as I come, I was coming back and I'm in Mexico, by the way, like in Oaxaca, on the Oaxacan coast. So I was coming back out and put on my clothes and the police came and um, they were like you're not supposed you're prohibited to swim at this time i'm gonna have to arrest you she's this late this lady with a gun and like three other three or four men around her with gun and me and this dutch girl <laughs> and i was just like standing there i was like this is not happening right now and i was like i had no fear lika i was like mm -hmm. no lady like i was like dude i was like no and, and she ba they basically wanted me to pay money you know like how the 
Like yeah, Mexico. Something. <laughs> yeah. They wanted me to pay money. So she was like, she took off her handcuffs, like really trying to scare us, you know? And mm-hmm. the girl that was with me, she was freaked out. She was like, oh my God. She kept telling me to pay. And I was just like, I, well, I was pretending that I didn't understand most of the Spanish, but I really, I, I, I wasn't understanding exactly what she wants from me. And I, my Spanish has gotten much better over the last few weeks. And I was just like, no, like I, uh, no, solo quiere ya un momento con la luna, con el mar. Like, I just wanted to just sit, sit here. Like, please, like, I love Mexico. And I was like, I'm from Syria. Like, I don't have money. I have nothing. And then they were like, just kept like for half an hour. They were just like, I'll arrest you or you give me some money, basically. And and then and then she was like, well, do you guys have any cannabis, any anything illegal? Like, open your bags. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't happening. And and the, and and you know what's so funny is like I told you I've recently quit like smoking weed and, and and tobacco so I was like this is amazing because I'm following this voice and I'm safe I'm good like I have nothing on me yeah. and that but she found like but she found like five hundred pesos in my bag and uh. she did not take it and she, I was and I was just like I I thought she was gonna take it at that point it was like after like half an hour of fucking talking and I was just like I'm just gonna keep talking until it gets sick of me and try to <laughs> like pretending pretending that I don't pretending that I don't understand any special like just kind of talking like one word like English Spanish Arabic like just kind of I'm like I'm just gonna do it I don't want to pay you like this is not happening and I don't know the moon was protecting me because they, they like she eventually just let us go and like she didn't even take the 500 pesos she found in my in my bag and my and as I was walking I looked at my friend and I was like ha. and she was like shut up don't say anything let's walk let's keep walking and get home <laughs> and she was like oh my god you were in Mexico like what are you doing like and I was like you know like I was I kept telling her like you could leave at any time like you can leave if you want to and she was like trying to help like talk talk to talk to talk to a little bit spanish to the police with me and and i was just like yeah i know what they're saying i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay them just like if you want to go just leave and she was like i'm not gonna leave you alone and i, I really appreciated that from her because she was like super terrified and she was like i heard so many stories about me <laughs> and she just stayed and we, we're really close now like i just met her two days ago i actually met her that same day and we really connected with the with the singing circle and um it's kind of really crazy but I was just walked away and I was like like the moon is with me I was like I have no fear like this was my moment to stand up for myself you know I really want to yeah. be in Mexico and and do it and I was just like yeah it was it was really crazy it made me like just so much more confident <laughs> to just kind of talk to the Mexican police like who had like their handcuffs out like and I was naked on a beach that I was not supposed to be naked on there's constant theme of you know repression and imprisonment and you're just it it feels and it sounds from your story that it's just within you it's like in your dna you have this thirst and for freedom like for like not freedom necessarily outside but within yourself and that's a lot of what you're sharing through your stories with your um, plant ceremonies and just your life in general and your processes, you're always telling me like, I'm just surrendering and letting go and letting go. And it's always this quest for what freedom truly means because you have experience on the outside 
lack of freedom again with that example of like you're not supposed to be naked on this beach but you're like you know you just you're here there is a full moon the, the sea and you're like well i have to do it i just have to yeah. be naked in the ocean like this is in me i cannot it's irresistible and uh, but also this this inner freedom from all limitations and pain and stories and traumas from this life but lives before and i don't know i think you're just such an inspiration on in that and i love how this word is inspiration is really thrown around but no 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 like you are really a true inspiration for you know i was i was thinking of a past version of me that would listen to the beginning of this episode and be like could I could I do it like could I just be outside and scream my anger and well now I can but younger me I think I couldn't so I'm thinking okay whoever is listening to this episode they might think whoa like that that's ballsy like that's you know you need to have the guts to do it and to just let yourself potentially be seen or just you know even just the freedom of letting your emotions run through you and and it's like it's like yeah you can do it like you can do it <laughs> you know it's like it's such an invitation for like hey we're meant to experience this life as free as we can and i think that's where you know when i called you a medicine woman in the beginning you were like oh yeah i'm learning to be that i think those codes are so deeply within you like there is no you know there is no i mean you've been initiated enough <laughs> you know to um Yeah, I, I do believe you have just so much medicine just by being you and having this spark and this inspiration inside of you that always made you question everything that is supposed to be normal around you. It's just, it's so like, so nice to hear that, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm like in, um, I'm just so in so much appreciation for for all of this that's like coming like together in my life right now to be this like this kind of constant affirmation of 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 being a medicine woman like I just have like it was just like something I remember the first time I was on medicine and I was looking at all the people that were holding space you know and the shaman and like I was like this is what what is calling me uh-huh. and I remember having that thought and I, and I wasn't like I didn't have any like it was just a thought, you know, like I didn't, I didn't have a plan, I didn't have any kind of motivation to do it. Even at that point, I was just like so deep in my low, like I was just like in my physical pain, my mental pain. It was like, my life has been just running, 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 like trying to survive. And now it was like, I had to pause and like wonder what, what am I, what am I doing? And I remember seeing that and I was like, whoa. And the concept of holding space is emerged to me with that that um with the medicine especially because I realized that's that's kind of what I needed I needed someone to hold space or something to hold space for my feelings that were like so overwhelming they were like so much bigger than me Mm. and I couldn't understand them and fast forward to now where I can literally sit by a cactus and let it hold space for me. And it was so powerful. Like, 
just as being in a ceremony with like 20, 30 other people and the shaman like guiding it with music and energy. Like I was sitting next to a cactus. I was meditating on it and it was like, I let you hold space for me. And now today, like this morning, I was like, ah, I am holding space for my anger as well. I'm letting mm. it happen. I was just like in this goblin mode of like twisting and I was like, what? like just cursing. Like <laughs> just literally, like I was just like, if someone passes by me, like I, they would think I'm crazy. Like, I, like really like, <laughs> like this little demon, like with like, <laughs> with like my, I just was wearing like slippers and like a t-shirt and I was just like, like my hair like I had just woken up like 5 a.m. walked outside you know walked outside going up and it was just like I'm just going wherever this energy is going and I'm holding space for the ugly parts of me like that's that I I also realized that it's not just mine it's like generational that that's and and in a lot of the medicine um sessions that I've had I had these like um these thoughts and these 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 um well how do you say like these like guidance that uh, i'm actually the one strong enough in my family to deal with it and mm -hmm. so i have to it was like i'm the i'm i was like i'm the the one that's strong enough to deal with it and they don't know what i'm dealing with actually and they only see me like having having a good time <laughs> like they don't then they think that i've lost my way you know i'm just like going crazy in mexico and doing these weird like getting high with the shamans like that's kind of how they they that my sister was telling me that 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 um she thought about what i'm doing and i didn't even share to any of them what i'm doing because they they just think i'm going to hell like you know and it makes yeah. them sad especially my parents you know my father doesn't even know anything about me i haven't talked to him in 10 years um but it was just like um they just don't know they just think i'm i'm out here getting high and um dancing whatever like and and it's like no i'm actually I, you have no idea the amount of work that i'm doing that has been put like those the spirits are telling me that i'm the one strong enough to handle it yeah. and i don't think that they can handle it so it was just like okay well i have to do it i also I feel it. very inspired by your relationship to god or like source or spirit or you know just however people want to call it because it's something that was a theme all along your life but you had to find your own way like your own specific relationship with that source god universe whatever and i think that's also something that i admire so much is that it was present with you all along and you moved through so many different ways of approaching it and finding God within yourself and outside and in everything but in a whole different way it's yeah it's really interesting because um when I first like rejected God it was you know it wasn't when I was it wasn't when I started like being not covered it wasn't when I first got to Istanbul it was by that time, I was still like, no, I, I believed in, in Islam. I believed in whatever. and But I was like praying to God to show me the way. I just didn't feel like it, I needed to be covered. I just didn't feel like I, I needed mm -hmm. to be restricted to not talking to people, to not having relationships. You know, I was just like feeling like this faith just can be like a different form. 
but I remember clearly like being like when I was imprisoned in a way my father walking in and telling me those verses from the Quran I remember thinking okay this is fucked why yeah yeah this this, this can't this can't be God and I yeah. was and 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 I, and that was actually my moment of like okay there's no God there's nothing this is stupid um i'm gonna i'm gonna run away and if i die nothing's gonna happen anyway you know mm. i was just like i completely like i was like completely like i'm an atheist for like the next few years i was like did not care i was not spiritual at all i did not want anybody in my life that that believes in god like you know mm-hmm. and it was so interesting my journey to return with it and to return to it and i i really feel like um you know the the thing that really triggered me back into the spirituality was was psychedelics actually was like doing mushrooms especially yeah um i feel like that really was like wait a minute i am god like there is there is a lot of 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 beautiful divine things and and i started like thinking okay there is more than I can understand. And, and, and being an atheist for all these years was just like, I, I only believe in science, you know, like mm-hmm. I was just like that person. And then I was like, no, I don't understand. I don't understand how things happen. And I understand that I don't understand and I accept it. And so my journey to really return to like this, like coming to plant medicines and 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 to the abuelita and like realizing that there is so much of God everywhere and that like I have a completely different belief system now that feels really really true to me in my body that I can connect to, that now I can understand why someone would cry when they think about how how when they think about God, you know, like. <laughs> yeah when when they you know like i i couldn't understand it before and and this is so it's 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 you know i was sometimes i'm like oh, i wish i kind of figured this out sooner but the, the journey was was so profound and it really like got me into this connection and you can't really skip the journey exactly also <laughs> something you mentioned you know during your stories and again and something that i've also experienced like completely different background but growing up and and my parents especially on on my mom's side um really you know I went to how do you say like catholic lessons and you know I've been baptized and Mm -hmm. I've done like a few confirmations and stuff I don't I don't really know the translation of all those things in English um but I've I've been brought up in that and I remember having kind of you know, when you said that your dad was coming in your room and you were trying to talk logic to him and being like, okay, if that is God, then, you know, this and trying to make sense of it. And I remember having the same process of like, I'm learning all those things about God. And, you know, it's, it's mostly about compassion and, and acceptance and and yet there is all of this dogma of like what I'm mm-hmm. allowed to do what I'm not allowed to do what is uh, Christian enough you know what is not yeah and I'm like it just doesn't make sense and I remember being very young and already having those questions of like it doesn't add up like it doesn't make sense and I feel like you mm-hmm. had the same and that's something that is very interesting because 
you know, I, I, I believe personally that spirituality is something that is also very intimate. It's like, how do we interact with what we call mm -hmm. God, with what is beyond our comprehension, beyond what we can, you know, yeah, understand and, and think of. And it's like this invisible force that we just can't explain with science. We can't explain it with anything really. And by the way, I don't know why it's coming through, but if, I don't know if you know this book, I know it was a French author, but it has been translated. It's called The Soul of the World. And it's no. a super short, really beautiful. The way it's written is, it's absolutely beautiful. It's um, the story of um, seven people from all over the world. So it's a little like philosophical um, fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale, but I don't like novel. And it's super short and sweet. And it's like they gather seven people from different religion, different background, different age. And they are supposed to write. It's like they're preparing the end of the world or something. Or the, mm. you know, they're supposed to write a text that would share the universal wisdom for future generations. Because, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, all the religions have to come together and agree on what would be what's common to everything and what they could share to younger generations and i think it's just so inspiring and so beautiful and it really shows in that super funny way it shows that yeah it's it's like religion is a very sometimes can be very oppressive system of dogmas and rules and and I think that even takes people away from spirituality and finding their own relationship to what we call God. Like even saying God, I know people get super triggered. I used to feel super yeah. triggered when people will even mention the word God. And I'll be like, oh my God, you know, they're so religious. I'm like, that's bad. And like, whatever. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's such a shame, you know, in our society because now if if we take a step back and we realize like how we function like the industrial age and the fast pace of everything and how there is more and more i i believe and maybe that's just my perspective and from where i studied and where i'm at in the world you know growing up in europe but i feel like there is a decline in religion and spirituality and all of that so it's also I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud of like it, it's it's a shame that we have all this oppression and dogma because I think people that are kind of atheist they're just mm -hmm. maybe against that aspect of religion and it's not really an invitation for them to experience their own you know relationship to 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 what's beyond us and and you mentioned you know like psychedelics and and plant medicine and I also really mm -hmm. found my own, that's also, and actually LSD was my, my first point where I really like connected to God. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah. I connected to nature and like nature, God, love, like for me it was all the same, you know, it was all one. And I was like, oh, I finally get all those books, you know, like the power of now and all those books that they're talking about spirituality. I was like, I get it now. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's crazy. Even MDMA for me, like acid, yeah, like LSD and mushrooms, like all of these um substances that kind of like just kind of get you to expand beyond yourself. They were like super heart opening for me. And um I remember it was one of the first times that I had tried uh, one of those substances that I was like, oh my God, I'm a good person. Like I did not know, I did not know that I did not know that I was a good person. And that night, actually something broke inside me. Like I was thinking of my, my divorce, actually my, my, my previous relationship. And, and um, I was like always constantly blaming myself for everything because I mean, that's kind of how I grew up. It was just all like, it's all the women's fault, you know, with all the feminine, there's the sinners, they're the whores, they, they tempt men, they make them go sin, they make them angry. Like it was just how I grew up. And, and I was like internalizing all of it. And, and one night I was like, oh my God, I am not, I am not a bad person. And um, I used to have these migraines um, since I was like, I don't know, 14. And these really bad migraines. Like I remember growing up, it was like I was I just felt like I was living between migraines. Like it was just so bad. I would like hit my head in the wall sometimes. Like, you know, and and now like that I look back at it, I realize how much how much mental it was. Like the, the migraines was just so so bad. And and um that night it was like I went to the hospital from like I was realizing I was a good person I was like I, I used to have these migraines that sometimes I would get so bad that I would go to the hospital because I, I would like be just throwing up like even water wouldn't stay in, inside me and that night that happened and I had to go to the hospital the second day I was like not a, a being able to even drink water it was just like so much was coming out of me but that was the last migraine that I've ever had <laughs> actually <laughs> it was like wow it was so insane. Like I was, I think it really started me on, on this like journey to like, be like, okay, wait a minute. I'm a good person. And, um, doing that and being like, I did so much drugs after that, to be honest, like in the next few years, I was in a real new relationship. It was just like, this is like, I was just like, I want to have fun, you know? And, um, it's it's funny kind of going back to god because i i i kept i kept remembering all of my family being like no god like you you're lost you're you're being kind of um what do you say persuaded by the devil and mm-hmm. and um and now when i think back at this i'm like i feel so much closer to god than i think i've seen anybody in my family that have been like i feel so close to god i can connect i can cry i can i can feel god in the songs you know in the movements like i can feel that in the moon like how can you not see that this is actually what god is like how can you like the way i grew up it was just like god was so hateful so angry you know like um you have to I didn't understand why you have to kneel five times a day and pray and say all these words and and cover yourself and cover your beauty and not sing like women couldn't sing in my religion like I couldn't sing I I I, when I was a kid I learned that if you I listened to music I would go to hell and there would be melted uh, metal uh poured into my ears like I that I I I was actually so scared, so terrified that I was like I quit 
listening to music for like a, I don't know how how long, but it's so interesting to me how twisted like kind of I'm kind of commenting on how the religion can be like is this can can come like from the same concept, but it was just like so twisted and so abused and so fucked up. Yeah, if you if you had someone um, that came to you for advice for how they can feel more at peace with themselves and more liberating, what would you tell them? Oh, good question. You know, um, lately, like, there's been this thing coming to me that that I, I shared with you also that that stillness is is very powerful mm-hmm. that like when sometimes I think of oh I, like especially this last few months I was just like kind of pushing myself I was like okay I, I realized after my first plant medicine experience I was like I'm so raw I'm so open I have to do this work and I was kind of for a while I was like pushing myself like oh if I'm not healing then I'm wasting my time and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I was just putting this pressure on myself to feel, to find that. And um, it was just coming to me that like, I just need to sit and breathe sometimes and feel all the emotions that are in my body. And that's really all like, that's, it's been so simple since, since I started doing that so much. Like if I can just sit and feel everything in my body and not put any pressure on myself to do anything and then things are kind of kind of coming up naturally i wake up at 5 a.m and i'm like ah time to let go of some anger (laughs) (laughs) like it's kind of really crazy i don't know and i just just honestly for me like my biggest lessons to 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 kind of come close to god it was just like be okay with any state that you are in any state if you're in a hateful if you're in an angry state if you're just still be still feel feel that feel that energy inside you and that's all you need to do sometimes really and and everything else is like listening to what comes next from inside of you and not outside so i think that's what i would say Mm, that's so beautiful very inspiring it's Mm. true that we've been talking a lot about that um and we have been of really great advices on this topic of me being like, go, go, go. And I see myself as an overachiever and a go-getter. And if I want something, I go for it. And, you know, I came back to Europe. The pace of life is slower because it's winter compared to when I was living in Mexico and it's hot and stuff. But the mindset is a lot faster than, you know, in Mexico where you're more in tune with nature and, you know, it's it's just a different vibe. And so I tend to like be like, I want to do it all. I was even yesterday telling you how frustrated I was <laughs> for not being able to do everything that I want to do. And I have this creativity and this passion. And and I was like, okay, I need to come back to stillness because that was your your latest messages where you're talking about yeah. stillness and finding, you know, um, and everything really comes. And the more I rush, the more I pressure just like you, just everything you said, I mm-hmm. deeply resonate. And the more, it, it's scary for someone like me that is always like, go, 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 go. It's like the idea of slowing down, the idea of stillness is sometimes very scary because it's like, oh my God, what's gonna happen if I'm slowing down, if I'm slow, if I'm still, 
if I'm not taking action, if I'm not moving forward, if I'm not evolving, growing, expanding more and more and more further future constantly. And, and then I do, I take the risk. I'm like, okay, is it, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm taking the risk. And mm -hmm. especially when I don't know where to go next, stillness, I go back to stillness and it comes yeah. to me. every answer is, I just have to ask for it. But sometimes we ask, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. Sometimes I ask and I'm like, I don't have an answer yet. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. And then I breathe and I quiet the mind and I quiet everything that I think I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it gives space for healing. We all, we also had this experience. You were also an invitation for that um, because little backstory, but uh, you and I met uh, because you're one of my clients. And mm -hmm. I remember being like, okay, we, we took a break uh, from coaching. And then I was like, let's go back to coaching. And then crazy life happened. And I was, I didn't have any space to heal. And when I transitioned from Mexico to France a few months ago, I was in the worst state ever. And I remember mm -hmm. you and I getting on a call and, and you're just telling me, just, just do nothing. You're like, just do nothing. You're like, you're like the, the biggest permission, like, especially being surrounded by also friends that are entrepreneurs and like, you know, they have that same kind of go, go, go energy. Um, I feel like I need to always be busy and stuff. And you were like in Mexico, you were also moving through a lot of things, like moving mm -hmm. through those ceremonies and changing places and living in like, you know, communities and stuff. And you were like, just, just stop. Just yeah. stop. And that permission, you know, and that conversation really impacted me because it really gave me space for healing. Because when you go, mm -hmm. go, go, you don't have that space to feel your emotions, you know, sit and feel whatever is there. You just, you, you're not. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I did, I felt like I opened the door of all the pain and the trauma. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be in it forever. Like it's going to take more than a year. And actually like, I don't know, three weeks, a month later, I was like, all right, I'm out of depression. I feel yeah. the best I've ever felt in my life because yeah, I feel like this momentum of like wanting to rush and having everything fast just makes the process even longer. But when you actually put the brakes and you're like, I'm going to stop everything and I'm going to be in it as long as it takes. It can mm -hmm. take like nothing, you know, but it has to be genuine. You cannot just say, oh, I'm going to stop just in order for it to be faster. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really big lesson for me because it's like, it's like if I'm not doing something, um, I like, you know, especially for me in the last year or so with the pain in my shoulder, my body was just like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. And I kept feeling guilty, you know. And I'm just from all kinds of sources outside oh, wait, of me to like breaking out find a, a plan. And... Can you repeat what you just said? Because you were breaking out a little bit. Hello? Yeah. Can you okay. hear me? Can yeah. you hear me now? Is it yes. better? Yes, yes, yes. Can you repeat that okay. last part? Um, yeah, for sure. I was saying that... Um, that's been a really big lesson for me. It's like, um, 
the last year or so with like the pain in my shoulder I was like you know it was like after the year of like I've been surviving for years and years and years but then now I was I studied I and I was in a career and I was making the most money I've ever made okay like in my life like it was still not much but it was like for 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 the Syrian girl that just like had nothing and it's just like really struggled to even pay for anything for school like it was like I was making the most money but I was just like all of a sudden I couldn't my body's like no we're not doing this and um are you are you is my voice okay yeah and then I was like and I was just being kind of feeling guilty because I I couldn't I didn't feel like I can do anything and this guilt kind of added and I kept trying to do things and it was just like getting worse. And like, like I told you, like at some point it was just like, I couldn't walk. And I was just like, what is happening? And I was just getting, receiving a lot of pressure from outside of me to like find a plan to do something. And I was just burnt out and really, really only in this last few months when I'm like, even like even going for my healing, even diving into it, I was still like, okay, we're doing this. I'm gonna dive into it. I'm gonna get this thing out of me. And like, I spent like three ayahuasca ceremonies, like trying to get this demon outside of me. That was I re I realized looking back at it was kind of was fear. But the medicine really was teaching me that I can't push it out. It was like I had to throw it out of me, but only when I was sitting breathing and listening to the music that it was coming out naturally and it was oh my god it was such a powerful lesson and now it's just like I feel like every time that my mind is like what do I do what do I do I just sit by a tree or something and I'll meditate and seriously I'd be like I don't need to do anything I'll just tell myself that there's nothing you have to do, even though like I, I have financial problems, even though I have this debt, even though I have all these things that I'm still working. It just keeps coming to me that I'm going to be OK, that everything is going to happen when I like let myself flow. And seriously, I really uh, there has been miracle like miracles that has been happening to me lately. I have no idea what the universe is providing for me. Like I haven't worked for a year. I have been traveling I have been you know like I have no idea how I'm managing to do anything and right now it's just coming to me that I, my whole situation my whole financial situation is about to change and I just have to sit and breathe and let it happen and not force it and not be anxious about it and not be like concerned about the money where it's coming from where it's going like I it's just been an amazing change of like mindset for me to like, I feel, I feel no fear. I feel no stress. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever is happening. Like I, I just received, I just received um a news that um I owe more tax money to the government um from like COVID time, like where they kind of gave help. And I was like, wow, this adds like, seven thousand dollars to my dad and um i thought about it and i was like well you know what thank you canada because i'm so grateful for all the things that they gave me for all the help that it was like and i was like yeah i'm capable i can do it i'm 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 right now uh, finally officially out outside of this like um of this of the burnout zone that that I have been feeling for the last three years. Uh, sorry, one second here. Just give me.
so um i i now feel like finally i was just thinking oh my god i had tears in my eyes i was like i don't feel burnt out anymore like because every time that i would try to push myself even to heal even to do anything that was spiritual it was just like telling me to slow down and now that i've finally learned how to just tune into this energy this is like I had to breathe to let the demon out <laughs> and um, it's just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm in such a miracle time right now for, for my life. And it's like, well, I don't need to do anything for it. And, and, and um, I had this, this thought the other day and, and I had these visions of, of what I, I can do. Like I know what to do for my, for my life, for my finances, for my medicine journey. I was just like, I know where I'm going at. I just mm -hmm. need to like, I, I just need to kind of like let the, the energy come. And I, after, after I had this like very powerful, profound vision, I went up, up, up to the mountain. I just kept finding myself going up, up. And it was just a, such a symbolic moment, like, like time after my meditation, um, I went up to this mountain. I had to like, I just had to go up. I don't know. It was, there was some trauma releasing from my body, you know, um, the medicines, like whenever I was, I would be on medicine, I would have this urge to run. I would have this urge to shake like a lot and to lay on the ground. And now it comes to me just from meditating. And I had this, I was meditating. I had this vision about what I'm doing. And I was like, oh my God, I know what to do. And I was just going, I was just like, I had to run up, up this mountain. It was like, it was like midday. It was like, uh, it was, I was in a new place. I had no idea where I'm going. I'm just, I need to go up. <laughs> and um, it was like so symbolic. There was all kinds of like broken steps and stones on the way. And it was hard. And it was just like, I was sweating and it was so hot. I'm in a tropical area, you know, it was more than 30 degrees and, and um, I got up and I let out a big scream and I was just like, thank you for my life. And it was just, it just came to me that I did the hard work. And now it's like easy. It's an easy journey back home to myself. Mm. And I, it was a beautiful view. I could see the ocean. And now I just have to let things come to me. You know, it was just like once I'm able, like I already did the work and, I, and, and now all I need to do is be still like the trees, you know it's really powerful like it was a very it's a very powerful change of my life like really crazy yeah it's so different I've, I've seen you know parts of your journey of when we first met you wanted to find what you have now like you were searching for that more peaceful place to operate from and being you know more feminine and and surrendered and connected to your intuition but i remember the way you thought you would get there you were talking about organization and getting your shit together and um yes. you know and it kind of happened in its own way magical very chaotic way of <laughs> you struggling with canada and being like i feel like i need to go but i don't know and like you finally making the move and then um, also, you know, finishing a relationship and just like, you know, being in it, like in it, fully mm -hmm. in the chaos of life and and now being like, like surrender, surrender. Yeah, you're so brief. Yeah. And also so in tune with your intuition, with, you know, picking up on 
um, messages and, and, and things to let them come to you to receive them fully, you know? So I think it's just so beautiful. I really, really I, admire that. I'm, I'm so like in, yeah. And I am so, it's just such a gratitude state of mind all the time. Like, um, I just, what I kind of lost my train of thought. I was <laughs> uh, like being in tuned. Um, yeah, never mind. I forget. Gratitude, the power of gratitude. I think maybe we can uh, wrap up this episode because I think we're getting closer to the two hour mark. <laughs> it was a big ass episode, but I feel like mm -hmm. there is so much more we could talk about. So maybe we do a part two, part three. <laughs> um, together in the future if okay to close off this podcast mm -hmm. i love i feel like i could talk to you i could talk to you i know me too i could go hours. on for like 10 hours you know and i feel like you know especially we don't have the camera on so i'm like yeah inward like very listening and letting myself be guided and that's the feeling i always have when i listen to you anyway I think you're such an incredible storyteller because like you get me that like I have the visions I can picture it I feel like I'm in a movie you know like you really take me there um but yeah, yeah. I, feel the same. I feel the same about you I just feel like I'm so grateful to have you and like this energy like I I asked for it you know I asked for this softness for the surrender and and you came into my life as well as like this just this energy this beautiful energy so thank you as well yeah I'm so grateful for you in my life you're also such yeah it's so many lessons and and it's crazy how you know you attract the right people at the right time all the time and I wouldn't change you know the relationship we have I cannot wait to meet you in person uh yeah <laughs> by the way but yeah it's it's just so so magical the way life works and how we always connect and share our stories and there is some parallels and you know combination and it's just this yeah ceremony of life really mm -hmm. i think it's just so beautiful i'm so grateful for you it's beautiful 100 percent. me too so thank you for being present today for having the open heart and vulnerable share everything you're sharing so openly so freely like an open book without holding back just being yourself I think it was beautiful to witness it's also something that you know I'm learning so much more is softening and opening and you are such a beautiful embodiment of that so I'm so grateful that you got to deliver that on the podcast today I feel so honored to also give you a voice a voice for your story because I know it was important for you and I know it's, you know, it's time. It's time to get your voice out there, tell your story and and share the medicine. So thank you. I'm, I'm really honored and so grateful for you. Oh, my God. Thank you for letting me tell the story. I really don't remember any time that I've shared this story in such a calm and very like not emotion like I, I just feel like in such a good place to to tell my story and and you came in my life in the perfect time and yeah. being able to communicate with you has just been like a very a very strong tool and to tell my story like it's an honor for me to be to to be heard by you and and anyone who listens to this so thank you so much mm. 
And for anyone listening, have a beautiful rest of your day. And we will link, um, if people want to find you and interact with you, we'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more resources, coaching and courses, visit my website and let's connect on Instagram. Please, if you found any value today in this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could support the podcast by sharing it with a friend, sharing it in your stories or leaving us a review. Thank you.